Welcome to B-Movies and E-Books. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we are here joining us today with John Wayne Caminali. Hello. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking Terror Vision with him, and then we're going to have a discussion, just just a quick little conversation with him. <laughs> that sounds like we're scolding him or something. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to just have... Well, like, I- I have been a bad boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before we get into that, uh, what's new with you, Brian? Uh, not, not too much. Just just writing and whatnot. Yeah? What you writing? Yeah. I'm working on a thing for Matt and then waiting on footage and stuff for another project and then another thing got pushed back. So, well, cool. You know, these things happen. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, How about you? I realize I never actually asked you that question. No, no, nobody <laughs> gives a shit what how I've been up to. Um, no, I've been good. Uh, nothing too amazing. I watched Us. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had seen. I it. talked about that last week. Yeah, you had seen it last episode. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as you, or really much at all. <laughs> I well, it's, it, I, I've noticed it is kind of polarizing. Yeah, like everything I've seen, like in the horror groups and stuff, most people seem to actually hate it. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better. I just thought I was losing touch because I loved Get Out and huge Key and Peele fan, and I hadn't watched any of the Twilight Zone. You know, I don't have what is that CBS All Access. But let me interject here for yeah. a moment. Um, I haven't seen Us. So, I am interested to hear why, like what, what about it, and I'll also talk Twilight Zone because I did see the first one, and that's it. But oh, okay. I have heard stuff, and I can tell you what I thought about it. Well, I mean, what did you th- think of Get Out? Were you a fan or no? Or yeah, I liked Get Out. I thought it was cool. I mean, um, it it wasn't. I wasn't like, oh my god. You know, it, but it's cool. It was a really good movie. Was, I like the concept, but uh, I'm not. I'm not sucking its dick or anything. Yeah. Um, but it was great. It, I thought it was a great movie. I haven't seen us, but I haven't been super motivated to see it. The trailer looks cool, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, it's no coincidence that I watched it this week and it hit Redbox this week. So you know, oh, gotcha. for yeah. me, it was a dollar rental, and why not? Uh, but. Yeah, I watched that in this movie, Slaughterhouse Rules. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, but to me, I mean, yeah, the directing was tight. The acting was amazing in Us. Like, yeah. great acting. It just kind of had bad uh, writing to me. Like, it just wasn't all together. It didn't have one cohesive movie. It wasn't smart enough. Uh, not smart enough. It wasn't funny enough to be co- comedic. It wasn't scary enough to be scary. And it, it just didn't really, it wasn't cohesive at all. And it wasn't like, you know, Lynchian, you know, weird or where, anything like that. Where, where some dude turns into another dude during a saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that, but it, it just was like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's choking me up. Yeah, don't get too emotional about it. Now that we're talking about a saxophone player, is there a shirtless saxophone player in this movie? Perhaps with fire behind him while he plays? <laughs> uh, no, but um, no. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, every movie could be better with the guy from The Lost Boys. <laughs> but, of course. <laughs> although it would stick out in certain movies, like World War II dramas or something Maybe. like that. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, the end of Lord of the Rings. Like... <laughs> When Frodo's trying to throw the ring in, and then all of a sudden, just saxophone. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> what moment in life, like, wouldn't be enhanced by that guy? Like, your your grandmother's funeral, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> it comes out, you know? Uh, during, like, while you're, like, getting divorced from your wife, like, all of a sudden, he pops out, you know, at the Panera Bread, because that's where you're doing it for some reason. And... uh yeah, I don't know. I, like I mean, that actually era, could be a good like business we should right. think about, guys. <laughs> Dude, he's he actually just put out a new album and is going on tour. <laughs> no, no way. I, I'm there. I swear to you, like maybe I'm maybe I'm pulling that out of my ass. I could have sworn that I was I read that like a few weeks ago or months ago. Lost boys, but Brian, while I'm looking that up, <laughs> what did you think oh, no. of us specifically? And uh, am I wrong? And I I actually really oh, liked no. it, but. I don't think it was as strong of a movie as Get Out was. Mm -hmm. My headphones um, died, so oh, I'm yeah. not going to oh, talk for a second while I get new ones. Okay. Okay. Here I, I, we can. So <laughs> we can mute pause my it. channel. Did you pause it? Hello. I, I can pause it. Oh, okay. You can pause it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just looked it up. Uh, the Lost Boys sax man is heading out on a U.S. tour. Is there a Houston date? Oh, dude, we should be so lucky. Um, no, but there's Dallas and Austin. We're going. Road trip. <laughs> Three links, uh, Deep Ellum and Dallas and The Lost Well in Austin. I'm not sure that I've ever heard of that. Holy shit, but look at, look, I don't know if y'all can see this. I know the audience can't, but look at that album cover. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> not, like, this is continuation episode. We go to see Saxman. Yeah, Tim Capella. <laughs> uh, when is it? Um, it's in August, August 23rd, Dallas, August 24th, Austin. He's doing, mm, uh, maybe it, I can convince my wife to go for our anniversary. <laughs> you are just halfway through the show and you're like, what the fuck did we do this? <laughs> ah, that's good. But yeah, uh, I, I assume it's just like instrumental jet, like instrumental saxophone music, right? Well, I'm sure he does. I still believe, you know, <laughs> that one song. That was his song, right? Yeah, I mean, and then, like, everyone will leave after that. <laughs> oh, for sure. So he can't he can't play it first or he does yeah. because he's so confident in his new material. <laughs> he's like, fuck it, man. He's you, like, know what? you know what? Shana, not, not get to the chorus. No new stuff. He puts that and then he goes, everyone starts leaving. And then they hit to hear the first notes of the new song. And stop, turn around. Just... Now nah, let's get the fuck out of here. They ever just keep leaving. Like... No, no, he's but it's so... performance art. He's so confident he doesn't even play that. Yeah. <laughs> just even doesn't do it all together. Like the only reason anyone's there. Oh man. Let's jump then. That's good stuff. Uh all right, yeah. So before we had technical glitch, uh Brian, you were talking to us. You liked it. Oh yeah, I did. I I I don't think it was as strong as Get Out was. Mm -hmm. um, I think partially because Get Out was so like, um, I guess like I don't want to say politically motivated, although it kind of was. Yeah. But you know there was a 
there was a strong sense of like political and racial tension underneath it. And this one didn't have any of that. No, it was about class. Or to me, sort it seemed of. like it was about class, or like first and third world countries and stuff like. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as cohesive, but those were the themes that I saw. But to yeah. me, I, it had good theme themes to explore. It just, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I, I thought it was an it was, it was a pretty neat concept. Yeah. Well, the first thirty minutes were awesome. You know. But whatever. Yeah. Eh. I'm just surprised uh, that it was, you know, that that well received because it still has like a 95 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it was a well made movie, and the acting was good. Yeah. It just wasn't Get Out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, other than that, I saw uh, Child's Play. Hmm. Um. I liked it. My <laughs> expectations were real low. Um, because, I mean, but so we have a theater by us um, that's three dollars to watch. Well, I guess by me, I'm, I'm in League City, so like in Texas City, there's at Mall of the Mainland, it's three dollar theater, and so like what? Yeah, yeah. So for like, new movies too. Yeah, I saw it for yeah. three dollars. Yeah, three fifty three after tax. So it like, used to be cheaper. It's like a. Is it a bootleg theater? They know this is going on down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 a Cinemark, but it's not like. Do, do you all have to share one chair or something like as a family? Or? <laughs> well, if if you go there, there will be at least one seat with a trash bag over it. Yeah, there's. It, <laughs> In it's, every it's, I hope so. And they they have uh, they have a Song of the South poster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know do. if you're familiar with Song of the South, the mm-hmm. racist Disney okay. movie. They have a Song of the South poster <laughs> that has been there since it opened in like 1990. And isn't that song? It wasn't that movie like buried and thrown away. Is that? Yeah, you yeah. Watch that movie? it's the one yeah. that'll never escape the Disney vault. But, Man, I and they have a poster for it. <laughs> and they're yeah. well, they're all of their halls are like Warner Brothers and, and Disney posters but there's a straight up song of the south one and it's like whoa but anyway yeah there's some weird you shit. know they special ordered that shit dude <laughs> yeah. somebody somebody special ordered that they're like nope we're putting he's it like, up he's like i like, doubt it'll even last a month nightmare <laughs> do what like the first time we ever went to frightmare there was a guy selling bootleg vhs the song of the south uh-huh. and i really regret not getting one i just want to uh, okay so that's where zippity doodah came from right yeah. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Uh, yeah. I, I, did we watch that as kids? All I know about it is that it had <laughs> zippity doodah and then got banned. But I know well, that song. It, Jiminy Cricket sings that, right? When he, like, zippity do in the no, thing Uncle, now. His name is, his, uh, but, wait, originally it was Uncle Remus. Right, right. The, but I think also yeah. then they, the, the tra- they tried to make a trans, like an easy transfer to Jiminy Cricket, uh, but he, they had him do it in blackface first, and that wasn't that was problematic. So then they just had him do it normal, and uh, I think that's where we land today, at least in our generation. That, that it's problematic. Well, yeah, no, we know it's problematic, but that's where the that's the zippity doodah we know, and that they want us to know. Oh, okay. Non blackface <laughs> Jiminy Cricket version. Oh, okay. No song of the South ties at all. Yeah, yeah. At They're all. They're like, why did we? 
you even have him wear blackface? Like the whole point was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they thought it was going to be this smooth transfer. It just made it more racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man>. Anyway, <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah. I didn't, do we do we cover these kind of hot button topics on this this uh, podcast? Sure, go for it. <laughs> If we want to talk, if we want to talk about a cricket wearing blackface, <laughs> we can. <laughs> All right, good. I like it. Um, but, but yeah, so so uh, yeah, that that theater's three dollars, but it hadn't been updated since nineteen ninety. So it was worth three bucks to check out. You know, I I, I grabbed my dad and we went and watched uh, Child's Play, and it was um it was fine. Like it it just you know I really liked it, but. I'm a huge fan of the first three of the original franchise. I, I like Bride of Chucky okay, but it kind of after that loses me. I'm all in through the first three, though. And so this one... I agree like, with you on that totally. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I, like, it, it, it's... I love Chucky and, and the first three especially, mm-hmm. but this... It's a totally different Chucky. Like, you can't even... Like, it's not even comparable at all. He's, like, innocent in this one. And yeah. so it's just... It's pretty good. He, it's more of like a Black Mirror type story, like about AI gone bad. Oh my god! Have you guys seen any of the new Black Mirrors? Have you talked about I've watched yet? the first two episodes, but I haven't watched. Me the last too, one. and that's where. Oh, we should talk about that in a second when you're doing the Child's Play. I'm done. If I mean, we, I, we should I just watch the new episode live here on air. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just why not? Hey, we're hanging just, out in the hangouts, dudes. Um, <laughs> Y'all talk. Uh, y'all talk Black Mirror. I'm well, well first, Chucky. I was going to say, you know, when I first heard that they were doing this new Child's Play, and they and they said that it was going to be this AI thing, I was like, "What the fuck?" I know. But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Okay, I see. I see that this could be pretty cool the way they're doing it." I didn't feel so like, uh, like Great. angered from my like, yeah, like, oh, you fucked my Chucky up. How can he not be like possessed by a fucking demon killer soul now you know which maybe he does i don't know spoilers but as far as i know that's not the case and i was upset about that but it looks like it's going to be good so i will go see it based on your recommendation and the recommendation of mike lombardo but as god is my witness on this if i do not like it it's on you guys (laughs) well all right i i I think my uncle charles died recently and i'm gonna remember him at this movie, I miss my uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I assume that you're kidding. <laughs> what? I said I assume you're kidding, and that was all a long uh, a long way just to to get a uh, Bone Thugs reference. Bone Thugs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. but you know what? If you get it, you're cool. And Lombardo knows exactly what that means. Ah, okay. Well, he probably uh, doesn't we shared listen to Uncle this Charles show. One time. Because <laughs> y'all uh, what? Do you guys know? Uh, Shouts out to Mike Lombardo on this podcast. Watch his movie, I'm Dreaming of a White Dune. I haven't I don't seen know it. He's I a friend of the show. I'm, I have it, bro. I have the I, watch I, party, my house. That That is, uh, that's very tempting. Yeah. yeah I've I been wanting to see that. It looks amazing. But, uh. <clears throat> yeah. Have you seen it, Brian? No? I have not. No, it's badass. We need y'all. We should watch it together and talk about that. I'm down. Shit, if I, right. oh man, if I'd have known you hadn't seen it, we should have done it for this episode. But look, 
it gives us fodder for a third episode because you know that second episode is where we go to the um uh, whatever we were talking about earlier yeah yeah the yeah. sax man <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and then the fourth fourth episode we we go visit ma the mainland see the poster <laughs> i proved y'all i'm not uh-huh. a big liar uh, and then, yeah uh, <laughs> because we've all gotten into this fucking you're such a liar man from this one. you have to prove it to us yeah, yeah. To, to be fair like we do have a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 A buddy of ours, uh, he's, yeah, he, he texted it to us, like, just to say wh- where he was at. Because <laughs> we were like, yeah, what are y'all up to? And then he just texts us the picture of that. And so, You're like, and, all right, fair enough. I, I assumed he was at the mall. <laughs> he never really said. <laughs> he's just at another place yeah. with the Song of the South poster. Wait, is that some kind of League City code or something like that? When you send that, you know, like, I mean, you're fucking. Is that like the equivalent of hanging a sock on the doorknob or something? Like, <laughs> going down to the Briar Rabbit. Yeah. Right? That was the character in that movie. That was. And the little, oh, man. Let's not. It, don't talk about this anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, his uh, his movie's awesome. I, I want to see that. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's it's excellent. But don't take my word for it. Yeah, I want to check it out. I keep meaning to uh, pick it up. I, I wish it was available for streaming. I would have seen it by now. Uh, but you know, it's also on me not to have just bought the DVD. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Like I said, watch party. I have it. Um, it's it's cool and and Lombardo's a solid dude. So, you know what else do you want? I, I actually do not really know him at all. I'm friends with him on Facebook because I was interested in that movie, but I don't oh. think we've ever interacted in any way. I only know who oh, he man, he's, is from Brian Keene's podcast. <laughs> no, he's fucking great, man. I met him once, and then he tabled with uh, David Barbie and I in Atlanta. Just because we happen to know him we're like yeah you can table with us and from then we like uh, i think we're married in most states now oh yeah the, the two of us so yeah um <laughs> we were doing all kind of like the bone thugs thing we would stop people we're just being ridiculous and we were just rapping bone thug songs from like start to finish and people would just stop in front of the table to what the fuck are you guys doing um <laughs> it was amazing he's like uh, a real cool ass random dude kind of like I'm doing like I've totally feel like I've hijacked this entire situation and now I feel bad. Uh, and it's like a hashtag Mike Lombardo podcast. <laughs> he's like, well, here he is, everybody. Mike Lombardo. No, he's not here. I wish he was. Man. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would have been amazing if you had him as like a surprise guest to us. But you see it, but this is how it's like Mike Lombardo, every everyone and like his head comes up from that like, you know, like, wipes his mouth gets up on the fucking ta- the couch hey you people at home can't see that was but it was funny yeah it was yeah, good yeah, it, was it, was a, it was a good one <laughs> but uh, this black mirror shit okay yeah i'm a i'm a huge fan of black mirror i've liked it since it came out because i'm a old school like anthology guy mm-hmm. that's what i you know fucking grew up on amazing stories tales from the dark side um yeah, yeah. You know, tell then you go tales from the crypt. All that, all those anthology shows were what I was into. So I naturally like latched on to this Black Mirror show. 
But these first two episodes, I don't know if I'm feeling them too much. And, I feel the same way. Okay. Are you like, a fan though of show in general, oh, like absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel these two were not as strong as the I, other ones. Well, yeah, and almost like I feel that first one, the striking vipers one, which I'm sure people can have like a million conversations about. Mm-hmm. But I I felt like they made it too too complicated to get across the point that they were trying to make about love and relationships and yeah, the, yeah. the 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 no no line like blur between all of this stuff and uh not putting it in a box and all that but man it was just so belabored by this thing within a thing within a thing but it's not and uh i, got, I grew it, bored it with got, it honestly it got repetitive yeah it was it like really come on you, you showed us this right yeah exactly um, and I think, like, the number one thing people, if you were like, I don't like that episode, could point to, like, oh, why? Because it was weird that they were, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil it or, you know, spoiler alert that they're fucking in this video game or when they're trying to figure out their relationship. It's not weird. It's, no, it's natural. I thought it, that's totally fine to explore that kind of thing. But yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, how, how uh, artsy or how how much do you want to wrap this up in some weird package for us to like, Ooh, how, how poignant, you know, that's how I felt. It was weird because like most of the black mirrors, not all of them, some of them have like a negative side to things. Right. And that one didn't really. Okay. Mm. But it kept trying to force one into it. You know what I mean? Like if that you, like you said, there's nothing wrong with these two people having a relationship, you know, but they kept trying to force that it was, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah, you know? no, that's so exactly like, how I feel. Yeah, and, and so it was just kind of, yeah, I, I agree with you. Belabored is a good way of putting it. Heavy handed as well. Know. It's yeah. like, I get it. I get it. You know, let's, hey, throw something else weird in there. Hey, make that chick grow a dick or something, you know, keep me interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen uh I hadn't really watched any of the new Black Mirrors. Uh, only three. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm saying like the season that dropped last year, what was that, season six or five? I, I've only seen two Four, episodes. Oh, okay. Four. Well yeah. it, oh shit, dude. I'm living I'm living the future. But uh, fuck yeah, man! Damn, what's it like out there? It sucks. <laughs> but ah, shit, I knew it. Yeah, I no. knew it. But I win, I win the work pool. Yeah, I uh, I basically uh, I dropped out half of last season, and for no real reason because I liked it. But I don't know. Uh, I I don't know that I have much interest in checking it out because I, y'all aren't the only people I've heard mixed things about this season on. Just now, this season, like last season, is great. You should watch that other season. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But like, I, I mean, ask Brian. Like, I, I, I'm really bad about dropping out of shows, like TV shows. Oh, uh, like, yeah. What, what season of Game of Thrones are you on again? Two. <laughs> season two. Uh, Breaking Bad. I've watched none of those. Breaking Bad season two. <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead, which is awesome. Totally awesome. Hadn't finished season the two? third season. 
I'm in the middle of season three. Um, have been for the past okay. year. Well, it's all, it's done. So yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is with that one. I'm just trying to savor it. You know, just make it last. Yeah. So, uh, but then also, if you watch it like every three months, you're like, wait, where was I again? Where, you know? <laughs> so, but you can watch it some more. Over. Yeah, probably not the best but, way to consume media. <laughs> but but also do okay. So this second episode of Black Mirror of this yeah. season, did you not feel like that was like so anticlimactic and such a thing that okay, we we know like why we've seen this social media trope so so many yeah. times yeah. and it's done in such a way that it's so derivative any other way you do it. it's like i didn't feel that that was making any kind of point about it. usually they've got a cool th- thread that they put on you like oh and then you're fucking we're all gonna have a dick worm that makes us think something like that this was just like oh <laughs> i'll kill my wife for a picture of a puppy and that's a okay. spot like, on we've impersonation all ha- <laughs> Who hasn't done that? We've all done that in some way. Killed our wives for a pic- liking a picture of a puppy in social media. I get it, and I've seen that story a million ways. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. Dude, and I don't totally. appreciate this. This uh, all. I don't appreciate this. Like, ooh, uh, what happened? We don't know. Let's just look at the reactions of all these characters that have bored us for the entire fucking thing and try to figure out who got shot. Him, the other one, both of them. Guess what? I don't even care anymore. That's how lame the story became. Counterpoint. I wish everyone would have got shot at the end of that. <laughs> Counterpoint. Topher Grace was amazing in it. What? Topher I didn't Grace hear you. What? was amazing in it. Topher Grace? That's my yeah. counterpoint. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Silver lining. Every rose has its thorn, baby. Or thorn has its rose. Whatever. But... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, what what, yeah, that, what did he gain by talking to that owner? Like, I thought there was going to be some big resolution. Nothing. Did they get maybe like new staff writers or a new showrunner or something this season? I think like, they're giving new writers know. a chance right now. Uh, may, uh, I mean, with those okay, stories. I think the episode, the second episode was okay, but it didn't feel like a Black Mirror episode to me. Like, it was Not just... At all. It, like you said, there really was no twist because right now hating on social media and like quitting Facebook and stuff like that is a normal thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There's tons yeah. of people doing it. And it's like, I don't know. It just, there was just nothing new in that episode. Man, we're getting so. some weird feedback right now, but I don't know where it's coming from. Like it's going whenever any of us talk. Yeah, it almost sounds like a fly buzz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was me not just going here. crazy. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not hearing that on my side. Is it me? I don't think so. Do you I, have I, flies buzzing around? <laughs> no. <laughs> I totally don't have the Kaminali fly farm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would be the point? Uh, I don't I hear like my computer is going like... No, like it's literally yeah. whenever it's it's got to be on Hangouts because it's only when we talk and it's not specific to any person, and it's gone yeah. right now. Yeah, it, yeah, it's only every once in a while. Anyway, whatever, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> well, uh, this would this would be literally the first time we've ever cared about quality. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I guess. Um, nah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I'm done oh, with news. You got I heard, news? I had one other thing that I thought was just funny. <laughs> None of that was news. It was just shit I saw. <laughs> Right, well. Um, th- it, like, I just think it's funny, not just that they they sent this to an- to Netflix or whatever, but the petition against Good Omens. Oh Did yeah, you see yeah, that? Yeah. There's a uh, what is that? No, what's that? Good I know what Good Omens did. is. There was a petition against it. There was a petition, and the thing that made the news was that they sent it to Netflix, and you know it's, it's a, on Amazon Hulu. Show. It's a, or Amazon. Amazon I mean, Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, but. Um, I just think it's funny, like the reason why they sent it and the, the people that did it are like real crazy. Like, like they're, they're like a super evangelical group, right? Yes. But like real crazy right wing like evangelical. Crazier than, uh, like Westboro the, Baptist those, type? Uh, Westboro. Yeah. I don't know if they're quite Westboro yet. Cause but I don't know if these people are out. <laughs> you know, protesting little kids' funerals and stuff. But, um, but I, one of the reasons why, um, they are protesting it is God is voiced by a woman. Really? (laughs) Yeah. There's a bullet. Oh man. Have they seen dogma? Yeah. (laughs) There's a, there's a bullet points like of why they, they're protesting it. And it's like, one of them is, an angel and a demon are good friends. <laughs> Dude. That's like the whole point of the show. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like the main character. But, Did you see where Amazon tweeted out and they're like, uh, or, oh, fuck. Netflix yeah, they tw- said they would cancel it. Or they said there's going to be no more episodes. And then Amazon said they were going to cancel Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Good on them for like totally taking advantage of absolutely fucking with them on that. Uh, yeah, and Neil Gaiman was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, Shh, no one tell him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Tweeted out a link to it. Yeah, it, it's do, insane. Do, do you guys see um, on his Instagram how he shows pictures of him signing books like in airports while he's out and about and just like puts them back in the airport bookstore? Oh, no. I, I've seen him do that. Like, I yeah, haven't seen I, it on Instagram, but I've seen videos of it. Yeah, and since I've been flying so much, I check every single airport now for, like, all the Neil Gaiman books if he signed them. Haven't found one yet. Thought I might at O'Hare, but they were sold out of his books entirely. So, yeah. I, I saw him and his wife do it in a library once, too. That's cool. So, yeah. Anyway, that was just a little aside. I wonder if, like, the library is okay with that, or they think it's defacing the book. <laughs> I bet part 50-50. There's some people that probably are like, you know, that's really cool, and some are like, no, the rules. I, I bet they're like, oh, we need to damage this book out and get a new copy. Uh, it's I, like, I'll throw it away. Like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there yeah. was a autographed copy of, of one of Dean Koontz's books in a dollar sale at my library. Did you buy it? I tried, but I didn't have cash, and they didn't accept card. <laughs> For a dollar? 
Did you barter at least? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, can I? I mean, but I also don't care about Dean Koontz. So it was, it was eh. You could have flipped that. Yeah, I went you back. Made like 50 I, cent. I went back like a week later and they did not have it any longer. A week later? They were like, <laughs> it burned down 14 years ago. <laughs> Dude, I, I found a pretty sweet. Oh, man. I, is it? I, mean, uh, I might like Dean Koontz. I've never dude, really I found given it, okay. much of a I shit. found this book in, in Denver at this place called... Uh, um, I, uh, what's it fucking called? Oh, shit! Anyway, this shit. is this yeah. book is the funhouse that made that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's written by Owen West, who is actually Dean Koontz. Yes, yes. Uh, That's worth something. I got it. It was only like seven bucks at... Uh, it was at... Kilgore's bookstore, like no, like named after Kilgore Trout from the uh, Kurt Vonnegut books. He always put that sci-fi author Kilgore Trout in all of them. Uh-huh. But this book is cool. So you guys seen like fun, the Funhouse movie? Yeah, the, I, uh-huh. the Toby Hooper movie. Yeah, and I Dude, recently like the, bought the book, the ebook of that, but it doesn't say. You know, it says Koontz, but I oh, it does. It. Yeah, dude, it's like maybe like the last. 30 pages of that book are actually the movie and the rest is like this huge invented tale that leads up to it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No. I only know that because I watched it recently, bought that book, read it, and then watched it again. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's totally nothing except for these last, <laughs> this last, like, the third act of the book. But it's like the last, the second half of the third act of the book is what the movie is. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I love that about novelization. That. Like, because that's a novelization, right? Not like the movie wasn't adapted from the book. The book was adapted from the movie, correct? I yeah, mean, that's and and it's that's what makes it pretty cool that he barely used the source <laughs> material at all. I love um, when novelizations do that. They just write whatever the hell they want. I have the yeah. uh, I got the Halloween three season of the witch novelization. <gasps> oh, I want that. It's oh, that's my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. It's tiny. Like <clears throat> it's very tiny. Uh but yeah, it's freaking the, Oh wow. The mask tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there's a shamrock hidden in there somewhere. But no, let me see it again. Hold it up. It's Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I got it for a buck at half price books. Like You uh, found it? Yeah. I think online that's hard to find. Or yeah, something. it goes for like twenty, twenty 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 five, somewhere in there. Like but I mean, this one has a, a. It would need to be cleaned up a little. But I don't really want to get rid of it, and you know, I no, like. Don't. But uh, yeah, it's freaking. Uh, it, it seems to have a lot, a lot of things. I hadn't, I haven't read it all the way. I should, but anyway, I'm bad about that too. I'm quitting on books if something else comes up. So, anyway, but yeah, they they added a lot of shit in there that wasn't on. Is it you know, just your like you quit things? Is I, that what it is? I think I start <laughs> too many things. That's what I'll, I'll go ahead. Are, are, do you have this over like some fear of like death? That's why like you feel like if you finish the book, like oh no, it's the end. You can't end things. No, 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 no. Like cope with that. No, no. I just like starting a lot of books. I, uh, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I know. I do know. I was talking with uh, with someone else about this recently, and at least I don't think I'm the only one that quits books early. I probably am the only one that intentionally starts TV shows that I know that I'll never finish, though. Intentionally? <laughs> well, I mean, I only have so much time. Yeah. But 
I act like my day is different than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're the only one with a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, all right. Y'all want to get into Terror Vision or would you like to Let's do it? Oh, well, uh, why don't we actually just talk to you first? You're yeah, I was about to say, since we're showing off books and stuff, <laughs> yeah. I've got this one with with Ooh. a signature here on the on the front page. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't know. No. Sexy. Uh? Is it? Ah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I was just oh, Yeah. <laughs> I bought that from you at the last indie lit invasion thing. Yeah, thank you. And that the next one's tomorrow or Whenever, I know. well, in the past, it'll be, it'll, it'll be, be in the, the past. past. Yeah. But, um, yes. but yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a success it was. Do you guys believe how it, you know, the fire marshal had to show up and start <laughs> escorting people out yeah. and then like, oh my God. And then we released all the foam for the foam party, half of it. Yeah. It was amazing. I can't, I really, it, I can't know, believe we, we made it out alive. Both of us, <laughs> both of us really enjoyed it though. Like it, it was a good time. Um, and, and you know, the next one's coming tomorrow. Um, and you have, who is it? Uh, Robert Dean, Lu- Lucas Mangum. Um, I forget. Andrew Hilbert. Andrew Hilbert. Uh, Kelby Losack again, myself. And then Mona Malone, who's a local Houston storyteller. Yeah. Um, and so she's badass too. So, so it's, it's cool. We have six, uh, performers instead of four that we had last time. So. Yeah, you know, and both of us, you know, Brian and I, uh, we were in a punk band called the Remote Junkies for a long time. I guess we still are in it. Name dropping (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) you know, just, you know, our band camp will be in the comments. (laughs) But no, we were in a punk band for a long time. And like, it really, it did have a, just a DIY punk aesthetic just to the presentation of of the show itself, yeah. you know, like yeah. we talked about that immediately after the show, like just, Hey, here's, here's a group of people in a PA and we're all just g- taking turns. It, it just was really cool. Like both of us. It didn't feel it. like, like a stuffy book reading. Yes. You know what no, I mean? No. Where, where it's like pretentious, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, let's all be quiet. And we brought baked goods and not the cool kind, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's all it was. Just loose and fun, man. That's that's yeah. what it should be. That's what it's like at like Bizarro Con or like a, these other con- like a, a, even other readings at like Scares at Care and Days of the Dead I've done, which are more serious and a little bit like <clears throat> let's sit in our chairs. But when you get to like the certain group of people, it just can loosen up a little bit, and that's the yeah. kind of like authors that I want, and then I'm bringing in. Uh, so it's fun. Like I put on this new poster, like truly unique performances of the written word because that's the best way I could think to describe it. it like mm-hmm. they're all going to be different and we're not just reading like, and then he came upon the hill, which would be funny, but <laughs> you know, every people get into it and they have their own style and their own flair. And that's what I think it should be. Like when I, if I had never seen anything like that until I went to Bizarro Con in 2013. And from then I was like, dude, we need, this needs to happen all the time. Like these yeah. readings are too good to not be doing this. But you know, it took time to build and kind of like get into the like community and doing other things. And now I have this opportunity to host the show. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think, I think really it's, 
Great. How often? Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. No, <laughs> I, no, I was some done. Latency. I'm sorry. Um, so, how often do you plan on doing them? Uh, you know, this is the second one. I guess it was what three months ago, something like that. Was the last y- one? Yeah, and that, that's it. I was just like, I just recorded my my podcast, but right before I got on with you guys, uh, John Wayne lied to you. Check it out every Monday. Um, but I was talking about it on there. It, it was three months, yeah, between this. Um, but my plan is to do them every two months, like oh, okay. bi-monthly. And uh, also, like at that bar, they do they do a lot of other book-centric stuff. So uh, my friend Jenny, who uh, is uh, partners with Robin, who is the manager of the bar, I met Jenny first because she was a librarian, and we she she met me at a show, and we put together like a storytelling event at her library out in like Richmond, Texas, like I forget which library it was. And, and so then like down the road, you come like to this place where now she's at this bar doing this or her partner is, and they, they have like a book trading night. They have a a book reading club that meets every month. Um, and then they're letting me do this. And my goal is to do it every two months, but I want to bring in like people from all over. I even put out there and I'll share it on here. Like, please like slide into my DMS, anybody like girl, boy, you, they, I don't care. Uh, I want to bring the authors in from out of town and uh, figure it out how to get you here. It's stay somewhere. And, uh, I don't know. I think that's important to just show that this is not, this is all over. Like this is happening. So that's what I'm trying to figure out, get people from further away. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, uh, and especially as like a recurring event, I don't know of anything that comparable, you know, because uh, it, it sounds like uh, I would imagine most of it will be, uh, you know, uh, fiction comparable to what you write, you know, horror, bizarro type, uh, that kind of audience or no. Like or- it's going to be like, uh, well, it's more because I also do like the grown up story time thing here, mm-hmm. which is creative nonfiction. So people know, know what I do from that, you know, that kind of come Mona Malone is from that world as well, as well as the moth. Um, and so she'll be doing storytelling as far as like, uh, you know, true story things that things that she's done. Um, I think like Robert, Dean is doing, he's only doing nonfiction now, I believe, is what he told me. So, an essay of some kind. Uh, Which his so was the, great the, last time. <laughs> yeah, 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 eating a horse. Um, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, so I think that, like, with all that kind of different thing, the, the crowd isn't necessarily just going to be there because some weird horror, you know, gross or bizarro thing is going to happen. Not that we're gross or weird, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it, and then that's what I want. I don't want it to be like this small niche audience that only wants to come hear weird horror mm-hmm. because that's not all it's going to be. So, yeah. So it's, it's like true, just indie, you know, if you're indie, you're, you're good. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, that exactly. you would turn down a, a Dean Koontz. <laughs> if he, if he <laughs> only, only if he performed his own West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, to me, I, I think it's really cool. Like, it's a it's a really cool thing. And I'm probably a little biased since it's close enough to where I work that I could just pop over after work. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, it, it is really, like, 
I, I don't know. I was impressed. Uh, unless I have a uh, meeting on early Tuesday, I, I should be there for the entire thing tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably be awesome. there too. But yeah, cool. it should, should be a good time. Um, but but I get out of work a little bit late, so <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one will probably go longer because, like I said, we have six people instead of four, so it'll yeah be a nice little healthier oh, I was, chunk of I was the happy show. I made it like right on time. Yeah, you walked uh, in the as the first one. reading started. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so just a little bit like about your yourself for people that don't know you or anything. Just what what is it that makes you tick in, in terms of what excites you and where what inspires you basically? Where'd you decide to start writing? And I guess it's a very loaded question. Disseminate question. fifteen years of your life in like thirty seconds if you could. <laughs> <laughs> um. What, oh man. Uh, what inspires me to write or what inspired me to write or what why? inspired you initially in, yeah, we'll start there. Oh, um, <laughs> I guess it was like the only thing I was good at for a while that, and it, and I tried to resist it, um, and be like, no dude, fuck writing, man. I'm a rock and roller. I'm going to be rock and rolling forever. Uh, but I still. I always had that because I liked it so much and I liked to read a lot of, I like, I mean, I read like voraciously as a child and like all this just kept reading and reading and reading and couldn't get out of, get rid of like the writing, like uh thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting a special delivery here from my wife, my wife. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> she brought me another beer cause I need one at 11 AM, hey, but it's Sunday. No judgment. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, I just always, I couldn't shake it. I liked to write. And then I started in college just to be like, I don't want to be here. Uh, so let me just do what I like to do. So I took the creative writing track. We have a public, there was a publishing house at Sam Houston State University, Eat 'em Up Cats, where I went. Hmm. Uh, that was called the Texas Review Press. It's still there. Um, and I interned there. Then I, they hired me on for three months after I graduated, and I kind of learned a lot about a small press publishing through them. Uh, all the while writing, nothing that would ever be in the Texas Review press, like because they were more all Texas-centric and this kind of like that kind of writing, and my shit was about, you know, uh, forming a metal band while you're in hell, and, uh, you know, because that's what everybody does when they're in hell. Uh, so I, I didn't really have any direction or thing for my my work. I thought it was just kind of dumb. So I would lose interest here and there. But it wasn't when I discovered Bizarro that helped me to be like, oh, okay, this is this is some this is this means something, you know, like this has a purpose now. Like I know I know where I can go with this. And that truly inspired me a lot. Like right there when I found Bizarro and I found all those kind of writers starting like at like the Chuck Palahniuk stuff and then stumbling into Jeremy Robert Johnson and all that kind of stuff along the way. Uh, and then I realized like, that's just what I do. I, I write and, uh, I just haven't stopped. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 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 And so you've been, you've been writing since, uh, what, since around what time frame? When did you start? Oh, geez. Um, 
Like professionally, when did you start? <laughs> oh, professionally. Uh, 2013. I think I got my first 20... Between 2013, yeah. I got my first short story published. And then uh, from there, I just started getting other things picked up, meeting more people. The what, you know, Porn Star Retirement Plan was the first like novella book that I like had that I could sell that like here's a fucking book you know mm-hmm. and that was 2015 I think uh yeah from there that's pretty awesome 16 I don't know and do you find I mean playing in bands and all that uh do you find the experience uh similar as far as the cons uh and shows in terms of trying to show merch to an interested or uninterested audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's similar. Like they, they fold into each other. They're different. Uh, playing in a band, it's like you actually, you get up there like, here's what we do. And then you go stand at your table and like, this is a representation of what we do. Mm-hmm. So they saw it already can kind of have like a opinion, but selling books at a, at a con is like, Hey everybody, here's a book and it's about you know you got to like they don't know anything, you know, at all. Yeah. That's like why you got to wrap an album bug sometime. Yeah. 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 It's like selling an uh, album without them ever hearing the band. Yeah. So and I do that at the conventions cuz I take the John Wayne is Dead records with me, but I take my guitar with me also. So when people are like what does your band sound like and I tell them and I just say pick a song on the record and just I'll play it there at the booth. And uh, that's pretty cool. Now they know what we sound like. Yeah. Plus, they feel like obligated to buy something. And you know, you <laughs> busking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on, man! I washed the windshield. Got to get me something. <laughs> You're like, uh, what does your band sound like? I don't know. Let me wash your windshield. Like, oh, that didn't work as well. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, I mean. It went through many iterations. Of course, we did that one, but you have to fine tune it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's. I mean, to me, that that's really cool. Uh, I I know you know a lot of authors that we've talked with on the podcast. Um, there, I would see, say that it's probably about fifty fifty. Which this isn't like an author podcast or anything like that. Like we we talk movies and books, but every once in a while we have shows like this. But it, it seems to be like fifty fifty uh, in terms of people that have gone and done you know public performances or, or, or appearances or anything, especially performances. A lot of a lot more people have gone to cons than have actually done readings. It seems. Um, but I don't know. To me, it just kind of is fascinating whenever people just embrace it and, and go for it. Now, I'm not it doesn't ever like bother me to uh, play music in front of people. But I think doing a reading would be kind of <laughs> nerve wracking. I don't know why. Uh, I, I just well, yeah. feel like it's, uh, it's just you. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like whenever we were in the band, I was totally fine with playing in front of people. But if I had to do a solo thing, no way. A solo no thing. way. What do you mean? Like just you wouldn't oh. play guitar and sing by yourself? Oh God, no! <laughs> huh. I thought you meant a guitar God, no. solo. I was like, man, dude, I didn't know how hard being on the band was on you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking like if I had to just sit there and it's just me, like you know, center of attention. Uh, uh-uh. that's why I do post production stuff. I don't want to like, you know, be the center of attention. 
You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. What? <laughs> no, just the way you said it. It was funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. fortunately, I love to be the center of attention. So, uh, no, I don't know. I like to perform. I just, I've always done it since I was, like, I've always been in theater and plays uh, mm-hmm. since yeah. middle school. All the way through high school, I did one play in college, but you know, always playing in bands. I'm always on stage, always doing stuff. I'm just very comfortable. Yeah, you with were it. even in a movie yeah. once, right? Yeah, I was in one movie, uh, <laughs> the Pickaxe Murders Three. I haven't even seen it. I don't know how you even find it <laughs> on Why? IMDb. Have you seen it? Why did I we have not? not. I saw that. it on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't we watch what? that? Yeah. Why didn't we cover that this episode? I, I don't know how to get it. Huh. I don't know how to get it. And I'm only in a small part. I'm like the drummer in the band. It takes place in the 80s. And, uh, you know, I just have a couple scenes. One where we all get killed on stage. And then one where we're in the dress, our, our, our green room, like smoking and drinking and shit. And just hanging out. And, uh, you know, here's a, here's a little like commentary. There was uh, the director had brought in this, this uh, actress. And she uh, had huge fake hits. And he, you know, this being like a B schlocky horror movie, any woman he could get to show her tits in the movie, like, all right, let's do it. So this chick, we were supposed to walk by her, this woman, I'm sorry, we were supposed to walk by her, like when we were leaving the green room and her top was off and we were like in a whatever, like gasp or something. And uh, I was like, hey, what if we, so the first guy walks by and she takes her top off and has a bunch of lines of cocaine on her tits and we all stop and like do a line and uh and then like i so he's like yeah let's do it you know so we all did that and we motorboated her and went through and i immediately called my girlfriend and told her exactly what i did and it was for art <laughs> did you tell her it was your idea now get who knows these ideas are out there and like it's you know it's uh <laughs> like gossamer you know how you know, just strands what were we talking about is is <laughs> is any idea really anybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> you can't why own is an anything idea? anything <laughs> yeah uh so how did you <laughs> i guess i was unaware of the pickaxe murders thing uh how how did you get in into that and would you oh act dude again? Uh, uh, through bands, actually, because the uh, director of that movie, Jeremy, um, his last name, uh, Summerall. Yeah, Jeremy Summerall. I know him through playing in bands. Do you know him from bands? No, I'm no, I've got the IMDb Google. page up. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you all said it like with confidence, like that old rascal. <laughs> no, uh, I played in a band like in. <laughs> His band and mine would cross paths, so I met him like through that. And he, he had this like Halloween tattoo on his forearm. Back then, I'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, Halloween!" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I love horror." And he did a movie before this one in Houston called something I forget. Hammer, the Hammer Time, or there's a hammer involved. <laughs> uh, He's like, there great is. name for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my autobiography, uh, but <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was it was really cool. I saw it. It's on. It was on Netflix, I think, at a time. And 
uh, my buddy Nick P. Holler, he's always, uh, you hear me talking about on my podcast, he comes to these conventions with me. He's, a, he's like my videographer. He participated in this like, this contest we have here in Houston is like 48 hours to make a horror movie. I forget what it's yeah. called, oh, but yeah, you get like the prompt and then the, the blood you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The Alamo draft house one does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, there's, 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 two of them. there's a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. N- Nick did one of those. And so Jeremy was doing, it. I was like, Oh, so I kind of like cross paths with him then. And years late, a few years later, he just put on Facebook, like I'm doing auditions. All my actor friends, if you were, Hold on, we're coming. got resume and all this like shit, and I was just like, I don't have any of that. So I just sent him a message. I was like, Hey, dude, I don't have anything. Can I just come audition? I mean, I think it'd be fun. He was like, Oh hell yeah, man, come on down. So I met him like at this hotel. This was like I thought I was like, Oh man, I got myself into a casting couch situation. Totally, this is it, you know. <laughs> but we were at a hotel and it was in like a conference room, and he had like himself and the director of photography and. A, couple other people and i just went in and auditioned and did whatever you know did the lines the sides that he sent me and uh after that he was like nah i mean can't use you for that i appreciate you coming out or whatever but uh you know thanks and then he like hit me back and was like oh you could be the drummer in the band and i was like sure (laughs) and that was it done (laughs) yep oh that's pretty cool um yeah and it was very cool fun experience yeah uh, <clears throat> so the book that we read this week, uh, for the podcast, you know, we both read as seen on TV, as we had said earlier. Um, mm-hmm. was this, this your first, uh, title with Grindhouse Press? That, that's my third book with Grindhouse Press. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. There's a list in the back, Greg. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. <laughs> my, uh, yeah. I'm just totally trying to play the voice of the audience. Uh, it's, it wasn't that I didn't do. I knew that's what you were doing. I was just about to say that. I I thought it was more like... (laughs) I thought it was more like, you you remember that time you were in the Beatles? (laughs) That was awesome. That was cool. That was awesome. (laughs) 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 Remember when you said, I'll be back? (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, It's my third Grindhouse book. I I love Grindhouse. I'm a Grindhouse... And uh, and you've written uh, for Eraserhead as well, and you got an mm-hmm. upcoming title. I actually accidentally released last week on Death's Head Press, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, and, I, and I do have another uh, Grindhouse release that comes out uh, January 2020. Oh, okay. Damn, so you're yeah. busy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Backed I... Up, I this, this is what I do, man. Backed up on floppy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah so i don't know i mean what uh fuck i I hate questions like that never mind brian you got anything for that's fine what i was just gonna say like uh why as seen on tv products (laughs) like are you are you actually like is that actually something you're really interested in or did you just find it funny (laughs) I, i i I'm not soup. I wasn't like something that has been like on my mind. I got to write this as seen on TV mm-hmm. product book, but it just was an idea that is so it's so absurd. And like I, I, I had a friend for a while that their family consistently bought those things and we'd get like he'd get them at the house and I'd look at them. Like, Jesus, this is so fucking shitty, dude. What is this? <laughs> and just like look like they're they're in like the Walgreens like all the time. And yeah. like, you know, you see them everywhere. So I just one morning 
started writing about what would it be like if a you know someone was so so obsessed with these things that they were compelled to collect each one and then they thought that they were helping by unlocking like some weird thing that only the true fans know about it was so great and it just i just kind of <laughs> went down that road from there um <laughs> with it but i mean the clapper i love that you can't get past the clapper i i read a lot about that that sh that was that fucked a lot of shit up when it first came out um it blew up a bunch of televisions the voltage was wrong uh <laughs> they lost sixty thousand dollars in their first year production uh but I, I i was gonna say um since you brought up the clapper i was going through like some old stuff through a storage unit right and i found mm -hmm. my old clapper deluxe right uh, that had the deluxe aspect. different settings so you could do like one clap did one plug and then two claps did another and oh shit game changer <laughs> did did it ever like in the on your two clap did, did it just oh, ring it, from did the it first ever clap? mess up is that what you're gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. all the time every single Constantly. time you clap twice it did cut the <laughs> almost first yeah i would i would assume you that. had to do it in a certain rhythm <laughs> or else it wouldn't work yeah i remember so me and brian we've been friends since we were eight years old and so eight year olds dude do i Eight-year-olds, dude. I know, but <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Is this a movie podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so I love this is the best. This is the best episode, probably, right? <laughs> so far, it's up there. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, Brian. But we're having fun. So all I was gonna say is I've been to many a sleepover at Brian's house. You know, we were neighbors and we've Take known that each as other. you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I'm not going to lie. The first time, because he had a clapper, first time he did it, blew my mind. I was like, what just happened? Did you? <laughs> I didn't get it back then, though. Steve-O gave it to me. You had it when we were in high school. I, I was trying to play it off as if yeah, in, that happened when we were eight. In high school, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, no. I got it. I got it in high school Brian, from Steve-O. Brian, uh, you... Oh, Jesus, you sound like... <laughs> I got it in high school from Steve-O. Are you guys talking about the clap actually now or the clapper still? Where are we at? <laughs> yeah. They, you clap and then it burns when you pee, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, Brian blew my, my teenage <laughs> mind with his clapper. But um, I, I didn't know anybody with a clapper, honestly. Um, dude, you missed out. I did, I think. I really think I did. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's an integral part to my life experience. Uh, I bought one at a garage sale and never plugged it in. <laughs> it's somewhere. Hey, man, that's, that's good because it's vintage now. <laughs> never never use. Never yeah, never Never finish anything. You literally you bought something Holy and then never shit, dude. <laughs> We're having a breakthrough, man. All the like, you don't like, finish, but dude. you buy clappers. You don't plug them in. Uh, uh, the other thing. Okay, so this podcast, like, we started it, what, five years ago? Six years ago? Yeah. It's been a long time. Like, we put out episodes sporadically. Like, we're not set on any schedule. But it we started. Used to be. Yeah. Yeah. We, it went from, like, 
twice a month to like weekly and then back to twice a month and now it's like eh, it comes yeah, out we feel like it it comes out just subscribe um and yeah. so when we started either way five or six years ago um I, I, it was going to coincide with me re- releasing my first my first uh, you know book which I never finished or my 50th, <laughs> oh, 60th, on. 70th. Like there's so many, like I, I know shit. I'll bet you I have half a million words sitting on my Google drive. No, what? Joke. that's yeah. a lot. dude. Like I, I could probably 500,000 words. You just got to copy the dictionary. I've got a lot. Yeah. I've got a lot, dude. Okay. <laughs> just sitting there. Did you back it up? I hope there's no storm in your cloud, man. It wouldn't matter because none of it I wanted to release. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I have yeah. I have a cloud drive full of trunk novels uh, uh, <laughs> that are half written. Just to be sure, you said trunk novels, not Trump novels. Oh, no. Oh, he's got oh, a different you didn't know? I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm a huge oh, Trump. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're all just like build the wall and crazy bullshit. <laughs> That's the title of the first one: build the wall and crazy bullshit. The first presidential camp term of fucking Donald Trump or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah trunk novels. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, no, it just made me laugh that that coincides with the theme of this episode. This is actually more like therapy to me than anything. I'm realizing maybe just maybe you mm, should release something. For our 150th episode. Dude, I'll do it. What are we on? 120? Oh, psh, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, cool. 27 yeah. away? That's like two years, by the way, that we can release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can at least do a short story by then. <laughs> well, well, let it be known, Craig. You're on the clock. <laughs> there we go. Right. Yeah. You're on the clock. <clears throat> two years and counting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, all right. So anyway, I've seen on TV. As, what? As, oh, I have. If you want to get back to that. Yes. I have a uh, both a um, a quibble, I guess, Ooh. with it. And okay. uh, like just I'm happy that you even just mentioned it in the first place. Um, later in the story, there is a Fiero. Oh. Right. <laughs> and you mentioned that the Fiero. uh just would spontaneously catch on fire, which it did. Yes. Uh, Cause we had one whenever I was growing up and it yeah. caught on fire twice. Nice. <laughs> um, but it falls into a ditch and you say it's up to the engine and water and the engines in the back. Back. Uh, yeah. That is just a, saying that's because the water was that high <laughs> in the fucking ditch. Suspend your disbelief, man. <laughs> this might have been one of those front engine Fieros. It that... was a custom job. Yeah, I always <laughs> wondered if it would just crumple like a fucking tin can if you hit anything. Absolutely. Okay. It was a truck. Yeah, no, if front. you hit it in the back, it just exploded. I almost bought one as like my first car as a kid. So I always like put that in there. I, I try to put that in there or something. And then it was like, man, I just, right when I, it was funny because I had already sent that book in and then I read, uh, Andy's latest book that he put out around the and Anderson Prunty latest book. And he, so he was the editor on as seen on TV and he had the, a Fiero in uh, the book that he put out before that. And I was like, Oh man, I didn't copy you, man. Like I set that in there. So that was a fun thing. <laughs> Fiero, Fieros, they just keep coming. Yeah. And 
on fire. That should be the that should be what they say. <laughs> they keep coming. And I think you also described the keychain that I'm pretty sure came with all Fieros because we had one uh-huh. of those too. <laughs> you did? There you go. Yeah, it brought back a lot of memories, this book. <laughs> Clappers, Clappers, Fieros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, how much how much of yourself is in Artie, the character Artie? Because I'm not calling you a serial killer in any way. How many people like have you killed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is all a sting, dude. No. Um, no, a but long like, con. Uh, in terms of like the cleanliness ticks and stuff like that, um, and the obsession over over uh, things, to me, because I'm, uh, this comes from, I'm like a germaphobe, big time. Mm. Big time. And it really, really read true to a lot of like the obsessive on cleanliness to me. Um, and so, uh, and so I, I didn't know if that was just meh, not at all related to you or just, or actually some of your neuroses showing through. No, no, it actually is. Um, you know, as they, as they say, write what you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so like there is a, probably a little bit, there's a little bit of me and everything I write. Um, that's sounded stupid. That's a cliche. Let's mark that out. Um, but no, well, no, the, uh, the you know, growing up too. Uh, as a kid, <clears throat> my mom is very fastidious. So it was like, shouts out, mom, uh, a place for everything and everything in its place. You're not going anywhere until your room is cleaned exactly like how it's supposed to be, including all of my toys are arranged on my shelves. Uh, like, you know, and you can even see how that plays out if you, you look at like the shelves and just my books, just toys are like all arranged on there. Plus I have a bunch of shit in the other room, but that was, yeah, I was very, very much into cleanliness and I still am, um, now, but also like the, 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 the already has this like weird thing, like body dysmorphia thing that's going on. But that whole, uh, the whole story I put in there about, uh, him as a kid going to get his, his uh outfit for his uniform mm-hmm. that was like that was completely true that was just like me that happened to me and i just put that in there because i just wanted to like reflect like how these small things like affect you going up the ladder uh sometimes so that part was absolutely true but yes there's other like yes the fastidious shit for sure like i gotta have all my stuff in the right place or i freak out yeah yeah, it just seemed freak out. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god, who moved the fucking Funko Pop? <laughs> yeah. That's very close. That it's close to home. <laughs> uh, it also, it also hit me how uh, how uh, that question may come off uh, as I'm saying this in a room full of like shit behind me. <laughs> not, not, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm I, I'm not uh, worried about like uh, things being in places as much as uh, just pure like just germ germ stuff. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll get to me real weird whenever I get like toward older age. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm a. Uh... <laughs> I try to stay very, very clean and that kind of shit. I'm not super obsessive about it, but I'll wash my hands a fuck ton. Like, uh, just because plus like at a convention, especially man, you know, talk to like 200 people in a day and you know, I've given hugs uh, with consent, shaking hands, (laughs) all of that. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll put it this way. Uh, one time you, you, 
remember the engine room in Houston? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I brought my microphone stand, and one time I like just being an asshole during the show. I, I like was just being a jerk and like licked what I thought was my microphone stand, which is bleached <laughs> oh, and no. shit. But it was like, it turned out it was there. Like, I look, like, as we're playing, I look, and my microphone stand's sitting to the side of the stage, and I look, and it's like the club stand. And it still haunts me 15 years later, like, a long time later. Like, you think you have, like, some diseases with this gestation period yeah, not, waiting to strike at some point? Not only that, like, the night before, like, the 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 sound guy had told us the New York Dolls had played there the night before. And he was talking oh, about, well, yeah, like, that would have been awesome to see. But, like, he was like, yeah, they, they reunited and they played here last night, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, you know, they were just nuts and, like, shit. And I'm like, oh, God, did I just lick this after, like, <laughs> Buster Poindexter, basically, you know that David Johansson. <laughs> like, <laughs> was the sound guy that really big dude like at the time? I don't remember. Uh, like, I don't remember, don't remember much about him. I, I know he was never like super, super nice to us. <laughs> That's what I remember. Could, could be the same guy. <laughs> a lot of sound guys hated us, Craig. Yeah. Well, to also we had a drummer, uh, Chris. <laughs> who intentionally this is the dumbest thing ever but we also kind of all exist out of like just spite in terms of our band uh, right uh-huh. Brian? Am oh I, yeah absolutely but he like if the sound guys were assholes to him the dumbest thing ever you could do is just mess with the sound guy because they'll make you sound like shit you know but he really doesn't care <laughs> and like he he will mess like barely play and then play like crazy hard like Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So but, the levels he, are all fucked up. Yeah, but he used to do just it for to sound s- check, and he would do it, but like he would do it in a way where he looks like he's playing the same volume, <laughs> and so like he would do the same arm motions and stuff. Oh, God, <laughs> he would hit it at different volumes <laughs> for sound check than he would for playing. Well, I respect that on a level of fucking with people. So that that's was great. Cool. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. So that also explains why we probably never were good with sound guys. Well, you know. that and like me, and sometimes whenever we had another guitarist, would play just like a single chord for our sound check. Yeah, I, I, my <laughs> bass sound check every like... time was just playing like one note. I'd never do runs, <laughs> never do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think most of the time the the sound guys were just like, "Fuck it," you know. Yeah. Like, the, we hate yeah. these and, and like at the time, like God, I, I could just identify with that. Like so anti, like. Fuck yeah, one note. Fuck you. Like I, <laughs> our friends used to do a thing where they're like, "All right, sound check." They're like, "All right, ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they just all hit, and that was the, that was their sound check and shit. And like, as cool as like I am with that shit. And then you go when you start playing and you realize that everything sounds like shit and you can't hear everything. Yeah, you can only do that so you. many times before you're like, maybe I shouldn't. You know what? This might be hurting me in a non-cool way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of which, I, I actually uh, I listened to your podcast about Cardi's. Oh fuck! Did you guys play Cardi's? Cardi's. I found. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we played. Uh, God. Uh, okay. Uh, this ties so great into uh, the the feeling like just gross about shit as well. So, did you ever know the the band Fontaine? I, I don't think I did. Okay. Um, it, one of the guys metal or uh, no they were like a power pop band but one of the guys actually joined as i lay dying 
Uh, Ooh, Clint wow. Norris. That's like one of my wife. I think was his my wife likes name. that band a lot. Yeah, well, my wife. So, <laughs> so we we uh, we play with them, and like you know, the Cardi Sound people didn't like they didn't open the club up because they didn't prioritize their shows like at all. Oh, they didn't give a shit. So we were sitting there at load in like for way too long, and we're just throwing rocks at bottles, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, our other drummer at the time throws a rock at a bottle, bust, and all over me, piss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so that also. Hold on. Stories Go. like this remind me how much I miss playing shows. <laughs> Dude, because it's like even the bad ones are like that was still fun. Oh, I'm just Cardi's saying, Craig, the worst. Get Oh yeah, that too, man. Like you got totally R. Kelly'd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pissing in bottles is no joke. I have a couple stories about that. But <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> how much time you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't even know where I was going with with that other than Cardi's Cardi's Fontaine. Yeah. 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 Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, but dude, that sound—the sound guys were the worst. That place was awful, wasn't it? It was rough. Yeah. It was not fun at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> we never had anyone show up to shows. No, no. Anything. Why would you show up to that place? And <laughs> they always would tell us, like, man, you know, Kiss played here, and like, Kiss played. There. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> They're like, Scorpions were here the other night, man. Like, <laughs> Trent Reznor used to hang out and yeah. do blow with. Wait, pre-Fontaine, that's before Fontaine that you guys played with, yeah, yeah. unironically named. They were the guys, that I remember they used to just leave bottles of piss out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. God, dude, I wonder if nobody ever played there, and that's just a legend of it, like one person to another is just like, you know... Kiss played here, <laughs> you know. It was like probably a, like a Kiss tribute band, <laughs> and then like they drunken tell the word got around, you know. Yeah, that Kiss yep. played there. Everybody thought it was really was Kiss, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or it was just the guy who was like a bird who was their drummer for a while. You remember that guy? Oh, uh, Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He was like a giant chicken. I should know, man. My Kiss knowledge is failing me because I do like Kiss. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I met I, Vinnie Vincent. Oh, uh, sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, I was just gonna say I, I was never really a big Kiss fan. Like, I don't know. I mean, yes, there's. It's polarizing. People love them or hate them. I like them a lot. I like the pageantry. Mm-hmm. I love the characters. Uh, I like that all the songs are. They're they're not great. They're not like fucking gonna win any awards but the rock man we're rocking out man if you're sitting around yeah. drinking keg beer in the woods with your friends you want to listen to kiss fuck yeah man every song is great <laughs> feel awesome uh some of the lyrics can be a little pro- like problematic today like christine 16 because he's just talking about having sex with a 16 year old girl yeah but you know i mean you can't win them all it's still a good song you know you take away the the pretense of uh statutory rape and i think you're fine uh, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of now, songs like uh, this is all. Of, these are jokes, people. We're getting the jokes, right? I did have a copy though of Kiss versus the Phantom of the Park. Buck, that was yes, awesome. dude. I watched. Yeah, I've watched that. It's on YouTube and shit now. But yes, 
yeah, I watched a copy of that. It is awesome because Ace Freely and Peter Chris are so fucked up. They're so obviously dubbed with different person doing their voice. Like just like <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's it so good fantastic. Stuff. Ace I have no idea funny, where I even got that from. <laughs> I remember your mom watching it one time whenever we walked in. I'm pretty uh, sure she gave it to me. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> Yeah. Your mom gave me something. No. <laughs> My mom was like huge into like old horror and like old stuff like that. Ah, so cool. That's actually where I got it from. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's uh, badass. That so movie is pretty awesome, up, like, though. Really <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys want to talk uh, Terror Vision now? I guess. Oh, no, since. I mean, whatever, we're dude. Here. We're segue. <laughs> yeah. And it's been like... <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're great. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll edit some of this down for for uh, to make it a little more cohesive, maybe? No? I don't, what? I don't know if we need to. Yeah, we never do. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Is this actually live? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've done them live before. Yeah, we used, we used to. to do it. it was a little more structured then, though. Yeah, <laughs> I I was tasked with making it, you know, more structured, and I gave up. Yeah. <laughs> like halfway through. <laughs> no. Um. So okay. So terror vision. All right. So was this? Well, I guess before. Um, ah, okay. Terror vision. Uh, was this a great start? Was this something you've seen before? Because I have not. Yes, I have seen this movie before. <laughs> okay, I've only seen the cover. is very iconic. Like, and I was uh-huh. of the understanding that it was like a uh, that it was like a much darker film than it was. This, oh yeah, this like exists in some sort of like fevered <laughs> fevered universe, yeah, fever dream, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And and long the long and short of it, uh, it's about a monster that's been beamed down to Earth. Um, via a new uh, satellite system. Uh, yeah. And really, there's not a whole lot more. There's a lot going on in the movie, but plot-wise, there's not a whole lot more than that. Right? <clears throat> but um, Who are you asking? Well, uh, anyone that wants to chime in. <laughs> no, that that uh, keep going. Yeah, no one wanted to chime in, Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, this is a this is a really like okay. I like bad movies. This is a really bad movie. It's enjoyable, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> like yeah. It's it, it's really really just like uh, a uh a total total like fever dream. Uh <laughs> like That's what I love about like like I I get what, like what creates that that fever dream suspend a disbelief magical realism thing is that it's obviously 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 in this sound stage yeah nothing about this is like you it looks like it's even really outside and the set to me is so like tech theater high school pl- plywood built like totally the pictures <laughs> the pictures are are like the frames are painted onto the like it's it's just a picture of a of a picture with the frame painted on to the fucking wall all of it is like that so and you can see like i i because ha- i have seen this before like i was just looking at the back stuff like the art it seems like some of it is like 
we really care about this. We're trying to do our best. And then it gets to this like, God damn it, man. Like some of them are so shitty. The pictures that on the wall, they're just like, I wish we were done with this. Uh, um, and, and there's my, the best thing. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I hope you did. When they go through the door to their pool area, the indoor sex pool thing that they have, the door is like, first of all, it's like super thin, like plywood. But on the inside of the door, when they walk through it, painted onto the door is a Christmas wreath. Now, <laughs> I watched it. I looked at it every time that comes through. I was like, is that? Am I seeing that? Or is that just some other decoration? No. It is a Christmas wreath, which brings me back to you know memories of theater and stuff. And you're like, you know, you there's shit painted on the back of other sets, and yeah. you know that kind of stuff happens. But this was like a movie, and I was like, nobody else. <laughs> were they just like, ah, no, I don't notice Christmas wreath. Uh, but I loved that aspect of this set. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, the whole setting of this movie is just so like high school theater play or whatever yeah it's uh, it's a <laughs> i don't know i mean like part of me respects uh some of the special effects because like you said the the sets look kind of shitty uh, the acting is insane, but anyway, the, uh, I feel like it's, the all, it's was, all over the place, dude. <laughs> but I mean, the monster effects for what they are, yeah, they're cheesy, but it looks like a little bit of money went into it. Not tons, but we were talking. I think it, that's where all the money went in. It, oh, well, yeah, that, that could be it. Uh, it. It was reminiscent of like society. Have you have you seen Society, Brian? Using his Society, I have not. Dude, it, society? It's got a yeah. lot of the same uh, subplot as this movie, but a million times better. Yeah, it, it's done a lot better, but like the the creature design and all that uh, kind of is reminiscent because they're both just like slimy and gross. Um, yeah, yeah, you should you should check out Society. It, it's a lot different in tone than this movie, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, um, a little more serious. Yeah. I, I love the silliness of this movie, though. Like. Uh, this is a good example of like if I was to describe Bizarro to someone, mm-hmm. I'd say, well, yeah. watch this movie. This <laughs> yeah. is a pretty good Bizarro storyline before Bizarro had a name, I guess. What what I really liked is that none of these characters, like they all existed only just for fodder. You know, none of their yeah. like, like they're just like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm the grandpa. I'm, I'm here and I am obsessed with the military. And my grandson is also like obsessed with lizard tails. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. all about lizard sustainable tales. food source. None of it ever plays into like the plot. Nobody like the parents are just like, we're swingers and just, they're all defined by something. Uh, but none of it is like, any sort of There's character no substance that yeah, yeah they literally all could have the, the rock and roll them. guy i mean come on od he comes yeah. out he's got the worst fucking wig on first of all <laughs> he looks like a hot topic threw up on him 30 years before there was hot topic <laughs> you know it's all just the cliche rocker thing going on yeah. at that time it, it's like theater it's like watching a school play it really is when you think about it, like they're just acting like that. Like if I was watching it from the third row of my 
school auditorium while I was trying to finger bang Mary Jane Rottencrotch or whatever, I'd be like, all right, that looks pretty cool. That guy's a rocker, you know, but on a movie, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the tracks. Theater acting, you kind of have to like over emote a little bit, right? You have to exactly. be a little bit yeah. louder, a little bit more, you know, so you're visible from everywhere right. in the in the auditorium or whatever. But you don't need to do that in a movie, mm. but everyone did it in this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, sure dude. even the monster overacted. Like <laughs> He did. <laughs> he did, man. They overacted that. Okay. But, like, man, the freaking, like, TV salesman guy. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, he was the worst. He was come on, come on, man. Can I get another Heine for the road? If you're going to drink my Heine's, how about a little help? Hey, this is a contract. Just took me says. Yeah, but that shit is great, though. It's just like, it's great. That's what makes the movie so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I like how many times they they use the, the word butthole. Like, they call everyone in the film a butthole. Oh, like, 15, the guy kept calling the, the, the monster a butthole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid butthole and i love the fact that the monster had a flashback (laughs) because of like his his, like uh the the wristlets or bracelets that he had or whatever yeah Yeah, the monster the monster got a flashback i okay so let me let me just say all right at that point in the movie Mm -hmm. it has basically become Mm et right and and the movie is Mm -hmm. so weird and like you said like a fever dream I didn't even think about that it was weird that the monster had a flashback <laughs> until you just pointed it out. Me either. That yeah, was I thought it was just part in, of it. <laughs> in the context of the movie, that was perfectly normal Dude, to what was going on. <laughs> side note, the original Hills Have Eyes 2 about dirt biking uh, in the <laughs> desert that a lot of people aren't really in, into, uh, the dog has a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro dog flashback. You're in right. Movies. There's <laughs> there's not many things where where monsters and animals get flashbacks, but this I, is one. I, of... I I feel like there's flashbacks in some of the dog centric movies, like uh, Homeward Bound. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. For sure. Beethoven, I'm pretty Dude, sure the has new a flashback. Beethovens have gotten insane. Are like, they in, as insane as this movie? Yeah, worse, <laughs> worse. I shit you not, because obviously he doesn't talk, does he? Yeah, he can talk to certain people. He can oh, talk. He's, he's Santa's real. Like, and <laughs> Beethoven has magical powers. And I'm, I shit you not, they've gotten real weird. Like, did, <laughs> but, did you? <laughs> did you also feel like on, on a TerraVision uh, tangent uh, back to TerraVision, <laughs> like that if, as as far as tangential to the Beethoven conversation? Um, we'll get back to that. It. That not only were they in a play, but that each character thought like they were in a different play. For sure, like, the way they kind of came in with their characters, especially the 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 swinger couple that comes in, like both of them, you know, Ciro or whatever his name is, and yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, the, and then the the girl, God, she's in a lot of movies too, because I am beat her now. I can't remember her name, Ricky or something, uh, but. She's like, gosh, mister, I'm there. Like, look at my big titties, you know, like that. And my other guy's like, oh, I like Greek, you know, like in the butt, <laughs> Greek, the boys. It, it's just so 
it's so overacted but like they came from like uh like they never rehearsed together and just thought they were in different it, it was like an improv group. yeah oh, an improv is not ever good <laughs> uh, no no offense <laughs> it's sometimes good um you have to be a master for it to be yeah, good at all yeah yeah it, it was a it was odd i figured the wigs and stuff would bother brian because they reminded me a little too much of like bubba teeth and bubba teeth brian will tune yeah. out in movies when bubba teeth happens like on, on a lot of like well, trauma okay movies, no self-respecting <laughs> movie should ever wear bubba teeth <laughs> that's true that's true and apparently you know especially whenever they like put the big coke bottle glasses too mm-hmm. don't do that don't do that oh, ever you know smacks <laughs> of like, effort if you, if you want to do <laughs> shitty teeth just get some of that like teeth blackout at the store you know yeah this is, that's all you need what stores that's do you fine. go to or you know you could just rip your tooth out or hit it with a ball peen hammer exactly like uh you know jim carrey fucking no he, or in that other guy he got his pit. Tooth chipped for dumb and dumber no he, he jim carrey busted his tooth and then kept it out Brad Pitt got yeah, well, his, teeth, his teeth chip for Fight Club. And then... Yeah, Ed but Helms, what about... No, no, what about like this other guy? There, uh, Ed Helms? For, yeah, for Hangover. Oh, man. Um, fuck. Teethy Jenkins? <laughs> no, um, the dude uh, that's kind of crazy actor. He's in that, that, in that movie. 42, like where they're all in the tank with Brad Pitt. Uh, but... but he also oh Shia LaBeouf yes he did Shia some teeth LaBeouf. stuff that, that movie's called busted Fury busted his tooth out for that yeah yeah a 40 that's a good movie 40, baseball 42 movie 42 Fury <laughs> <laughs> you were close it, it had a couple of like the F's and R's you know. were spot yeah, on yeah F's and R's there you go <laughs> yeah yeah the uh, the what F and he R's do? man he did some t- teeth stuff no, okay, so yeah, there's there's like tooth blackout. You can get it like makeup stores and stuff. No, I I got you. I, I've had some. But I black my teeth thing. out. I'm a person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the wigs didn't bother me. Um, really, that wig bothered me big time, dude. The dude, rock guy's wig. It was wigs, awful. Yeah, the wigs bothered it was, me. It was, it was bad. But I mean, like to me, it kind of like I don't know accentuated the, the tone of the film. Yeah, it was the 80s. You know? What a smart way to say that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You had to just kind of like, in a movie where there was a lot of suspension of disbelief, if you if you get tripped up on the wig, you're in trouble. Yeah. Just yeah. turn it off. You know, you got to turn it off at that point. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot, lot, lot. Um, I am excited about how it ended. Yeah, the ending was great. Uh, yeah, uh, that actually kind of swung it back around to me because I have on my notes. I do love the ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I also I'm going to start saying barf me out. Uh, just uh, barf me out. Yeah. yeah Gag me with a spoon. Uh, that was actually like I believe that a lot of that dialogue is based on uh, Valley Girl the Frank Zappa song from the album ship arriving too late to save a drowning witch where, uh, his daughter is doing like the, Oh my God, gag me with a spin. Like life me out. Like she's doing all that kind of background in this song called Valley girl. Yeah. Moon unit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it said, uh, 
that he was originally like approached to do the soundtrack for this. Really? Zappa, it would make Zappa sense. Was. Yeah. That does make sense. I didn't it know would have. It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> what, you tell me you don't like the Terror Vision over song over. or whatever? <laughs> oh, no, I love it. Dude, trust me, I've been singing it all week. I, you know, uh, Terror Vision. Dun, dun, dun. Let's tell the whole plot of the movie in this song. Terror Vision. <laughs> Yeah. It was by like the Great. B-53s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, like the, the B-53 and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, this film was... Uh, hey, I'm happy I watched it. Um, it's, it's one I've seen the poster of a million times, and I'm happy to have finally seen it. Um, not going to say that... Uh, I don't know. Like, it's a film that would be good for a party. Like yeah, to, to play on. in the background. Yeah, like a background movie in a party would be great. Um, do this and Little Marines. I don't. Yeah, dude, Little Marines is so good. Uh, <laughs> and that No More Baths movie. <laughs> there's there's a film called No More Baths that you need to see if you've never seen. The kids in town right. go on a bath strike because <laughs> someone. I can't, I don't even remember. I think they wouldn't rebuild the the town wouldn't rebuild this guy's house. And so the kids in town felt bad for him, and uh, their church motivated them to take a bath strike. <laughs> See, that's why you don't need kids or churches around. <laughs> look at how, look at what happens. It's a, it's an um, odd film, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't regret it. I'm, uh, I, I don't know that I liked it either. It, uh, like, it, it, it was fun. I'm gonna say out of five, I'm gonna give it a strong two. Strong too. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was it a good movie. Absolutely not. Was it a fun movie? Yes, it was. Um, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go three. Yeah, I can see the validity of that. Uh, and John Wayne. <laughs> okay, you- so it's interesting that you say like that. It had these parts like that were like this part was pretty cool this part's pretty cool so the origin of how i even knew about found out about this movie was i used to play in this band called letters to voltron and when we were going on the road i I wanted to put together this this background like reel of shit that would play behind us Mm -hmm. um all like crazy horror gross out stuff so i was just finding clips of of b movie shit like i had a lot of uh clips from this stuff and um just fucking crazy shit and I kept pulling clips from Terror Vision, and I I hadn't seen it, but the, you know the there's a lot of cool like moments where like the head gets fucked, you know those the yeah. grandpa like gets sucked away and like the heads get crushed and shit like that. And when you do those and you keep playing them like over and over again behind like crazy music, it looks cool. Uh, but I hadn't seen the movie, and so I saw. Man, we're going really origin story on this. I saw Vince Kramer uh, post, um, who is another author, does Bizarro, uh, published through Eraserhead Press, posted him holding a record, a vinyl of the soundtrack to Terror Vision. It's that one song. And I recognized the monster on the cover as from that fucking loop video I put together. So I was like, oh, that's what that's... I need to watch that. So I found it streaming somewhere. Uh, and sat and watched it, and I was like, holy shit. This is fucking awesome. I love everything that's so horrible about this movie. Like, 
the characters, the set, it, it was like, it was like being in a play again, like watching like my friends act horribly in a bad play. Um, some really cool monster effects. Uh, but I like stupid shit too. Yeah. So, oh, I, so that's why I liked it. I do. I do but, too. Uh, I, I'm not trying to shit on this film. I'm just, no, I don't even think you are. No, I, I, fuck, come on. I don't give a shit what you think about anything that I think about. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from it's, it's, uh, how often am I going to watch it? Not very much. I, I had fun watching it again for this. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this again. And I do like the cheesiness of the fucking soundtrack. And if I could find a vinyl copy of the soundtrack, I would buy it and take a picture of myself holding it on Instagram too. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but um, I'll give it. Uh, what are we rating this by? Forks? Was uh, it not nah, just out of five stars out or whatever? Five, just numbers out of five. Five, five whatever's out of want. five thing. Out of five things, I'll I'll give this a three point five things for me yeah. <laughs> because I probably will watch this again. Uh, sooner rather than later, if not just to spite your negative review. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. Well, I, I do say though, you need, you do need to watch Society. Yeah, Society. You do check it out. It's it's good. It's good. And I think it's on Amazon it's, streaming. It's body as well. horror. It has. I'm, I'm sorry. It has the uh, swingers subplot. Nice. Uh, it has. It's basically the same movie. Like it literally is. Society? Really? Yeah. It's it's right. basically gonna... the same movie, but it's a little bit I'm pulling more... up on my Roku right after this then. It it's basically a little bit more horror though. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't go quite as campy. Um, but a little bit harder on the body horror, but it's got like almost the same plot. It has some <laughs> it's has some shit in there that you like you haven't seen anywhere else, I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. <laughs> but it's great. Well, um, I guess uh, I'm getting so much feedback. Are y'all? No. There's a real feedback going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I mean you're just going real slow. Yeah. I. You I'm, are. But. Okay. Sorry. Well. Um. You want to tell the uh, the people where they can read more of you and what you have coming out next? Oh shit! Hello. Um, I think what he was gonna say. Yeah, I think what he was gonna say was, "Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you, internet, where they can get your books, where they can see your show, see you play?" Absolutely. Uh, you can always go to johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, you go to the shows page at johnwayneisdead.com to see where I will have all the uh, appearances, as, uh, including the Indie Lit uh, Invasion series, which will be continuing to go on uh, all the cons that I'll appear at and the John Wayne is Dead uh, music shows with myself and Chris Jett. Rocking out. Um, also, uh, johnwayneisdead.com, go to the shop page and you can get all of my books there. Uh, as well as the records from John Wayne is Dead, our 7-inch and our 12-inch record shirts, all that stuff. And when you order from there, uh, it does come right from me, so you'll get special stuff and little niceties. But also everything, uh, all of my books are on Amazon and Kindle, so if that's easier and better for you, that is also where you can get it. Also, follow me at 
John Wayne is dead on Instagram and Twitter, or my name, John Wayne Communale, on Facebook. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We enjoyed having you. Next thanks for having me on, man. This is I. I uh, hope I can come back for all these episodes that we've already booked. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I know it's going to happen over the next decade because we still have this two-year thing before the release comes out and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm 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 ready to plot my uh, my universe accordingly. <laughs> all right. it's, it's important. <laughs> the podcast you just heard is part of the B and E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and ebooks.com.